Now, the greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Oh, the crowd goes wild. We do this in front of our live audience. The hell with COVID. We go live. Live audiences all the time. Episode number uh, 43. Crowd loves it. One of the few it's things weird that audience on. gets a little smaller every week. Oh, my God. It's Ryan Castle. <laughs> They're dying off. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Castle, <laughs> welcome uh, to the Greatest Story Never Told podcast. Uh, a, much, hey, a much bigger podcast than the one you do. That is a fact. That, that is true. And, you know, people should know uh, Miles and I had to fight with Castle and our other boss, Hair Club, for three years for them to let us do this. That's a true story. Yeah. Yeah. We said, please, man, let us do this podcast. And you guys are like, no, no. On, everything on this podcast is absolutely true so far. <laughs> who, for three years. Who would want to listen to Three years. So thank you. There's a live audience. Uh, your guys' podcast is better than mine, which doesn't exist. Uh, uh, we're you now guys most... wanted to do this and weren't forced to do it. I mean, all of that is true. We're the, we're the fifth biggest podcast right now in the building, which is another big deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All those I'll, have you know, I'll have you know that this is the uh, third largest podcast in the building uh, behind your other podcast. And then, of course, uh, BJ and Miggs' uh, daily podcast. Oh, okay. All right. We're not, we're not doing that too bad, bad at all. No, it's not. Not bad at all. Considering those other two are astronomically huge and i know what you're thinking uh if you are uh if you're at home and you've been following along on the podcast last week we had the ted smith on uh this week we have ryan castle on i mean the guests just keep on coming this is unbelievable episode 43 i see where i stand our yeah. producer is uh, yeah, you know, like, what can we do now oh look all right well we're doing our top 100 countdown so feel good yeah exactly so we uh, uh cool. so ryan, <laughs> better uh, than that we're uh, <laughs> we would like to go back in time as we do uh, oftentimes on this podcast and i want to say was it like 10 years ago or was uh, it, it may have been around that long. The idea was this. Ryan Castle came to us and said, guys, there's this really cool thing going on, which that's always a 50-50 toss-up. But in this case, we agreed. And I guess uh, it's cool to me. Ozzy Osbourne, guitar player extraordinaire Zach Wild, he's doing his uh, Black Label Society thing. But the idea was he's going to do a national radio tour. So the idea, he's going to show up at different rock stations in each market. Yeah. He's going to sit in for the whole show. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's just going to do the show with you. He's going well, to play some songs. He, here, yeah. Let me let me let me uh, 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 tell you a little bit more about that. So it wasn't just radio. He was doing uh, the the point of him coming to town was to do an autograph session at uh, El Corazon down the street. Yeah. And the radio portion was just to promote that. And rather than just popping in for an interview, I said, "Hey, here's a fun idea. Zach's an entertaining guy. Why don't we just have him on the show that day yeah. as a member of the show?" Yeah, and they all one. agreed to that. Yeah, and it was we thought rather this than just doing awesome. an interview, right? And it was uh, it was a little surreal at the time. I, I can't remember exactly. What was going on in our actual main KISW studio? Were we doing like I a... Think that was it was during the remodel. Okay, we were doing yeah. a remodel in there. So we weren't in our actual studio. We were in the one beside it, which is kind of a makeshift deal. But we, we'd been broadcasting in there. So it was a little bit tighter quarters. But like anything... Smaller room, yeah. It's yeah. just like sleeping on the opposite side of your own bed. You know, nothing really changes. It's just everything isn't quite as mm -hmm. comfortable, it's, but... It's like, the, it's like having to sleep in the guest bedroom. Sure. Now, what we don't know, <laughs> which is I think we have all yeah. done, which all of us have done probably <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> on more than one occasion. So uh, the record rep uh, comes up and, and brings Zach Wild well, in, and we re we understand we're going to do the entire show with Zach Wild. This, yeah. this is a big deal. This is, my, this is my pal Mark. I've known Mark yeah. for twenty years, and right. we should also add, and and but in the studio with us, in addition to Zach himself. Uh, were two of his handlers. Two handlers. Just keep the two handlers in mind, <laughs> right? As they come this into the store. 
So this day, actually, this day starts long before we ever get to the studio. So the show's supposed to start at one o'clock. I have him scheduled to get there. Or I'm sorry, show's supposed to start at two o'clock. I have him scheduled to get there at one thirty, just so we can sit down and kind of here's how it works. Right. You know what I mean? Here are expectations, whatever. So dude shows. I get the phone call at like one fifty five, <laughs> uh, five minutes before the show is supposed to start. Dude rolls up in a taxi. And I'm down there with Mark, and he 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 pours out of the taxi. He does, and he's got and a giant not- he's got a giant gym bag that you would take like if you were playing hockey for your hockey pads, and you were a goalie. Right, right. This is a huge ass gym bag full of Longhammer IPAs from Red Hook Brewing <laughs> yes. Company. And he's yelling, he's yelling, and he's loud, and Zach is, now Zach's sober now, this was before Zach got sober. Very and much this before. May, this may, one, this day may have been one of the reasons why Zach decided to uh, sober up, because it started by him laying down in the elevator with his feet hanging out the door in the lobby downstairs with a gym bag full of beers, and I had to pick up his boots and hold them up over my head so the elevator doors would close, all the while he's yelling, laying on the floor, I'm a guitar guy! <laughs> yes, That's yes, how the day with Zach starts. That's that how was starts. the start of the day. And by the way, if you ever have seen Zach Wilde, those are the same clothes he's wearing right now. So <laughs> he, he has one outfit. And by the way, this was all in fun. He wasn't trying to be a jerk. No, we, no. He was just messing around. He's just Zach Wilde. So and uh, we were excited that. to meet him, and I, but I will say when he walked into the studio, it's very impressive because, you know, we're rock fans, and this guy at this point has been playing with Ozzy, what, 20, 25 years. I mean, this dude, you know, and he's a, he's a bigger guy. He is a big guy. That's he one thing has, you have to uh, know. He's a big guy. He has an odd smell, an it's, odd aroma. It's, it's not exactly bad. It's certainly not good. But your body, your physiologically, your brain is constantly warning you. It's like, like leather. You might not want to hug this guy. Motor oil, feta cheese, <laughs> and someone else's armpits. Right. I mean, it's, it's lack of lack of lack of general personal hygiene. And you also have to remember this: uh, whatever you think of Zach Wild, he is one of the nicest guys True. in the world. Yeah. So whether he's sober, whether he's drunk, he is huggy. He is brother. You are you are <laughs> under his, you're under his arm, and you realize that when he leaves. You've got his pit uh, imprint on your shoulder. There was from moisture, the sweat. right? He puts yeah. his arm around you, and you don't want to say anything. Like, but I can smell his armpit on my shoulder, and mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. But again, we're in a small Wait. room, and we're going to do four hours. This yeah, well, and not to get not to get off subject, but it wasn't long after that that Zach came through playing with Ozzy, and Ted Smith and I were standing backstage at Key Arena, and Zach is like, you know, ten feet away, and he looks at me and Ted, and uh, he's got sunglasses on, and he goes, "I wear my sunglasses at night." So I can see. And I go, Zach, did you just quote effing Corey Hart to me? And he goes, Raw! And he like comes running at me and like picks me up and gives me this big bear hug and then puts me down and walks away again. And I just looked at Ted and I went, Why am I wet? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was also the show where he fell backwards and his guitar tech had to come and, and yeah. pick him up yeah. off That's of his Zach. back on He's stage. nuts. He is. And I want to say too that uh he was going to do four or five of these autograph type plays. I don't know if he's going to go to every radio station in every town, but they cut that tour short. Yeah, we were the may, end of the there idea. Maybe there was six of those planned. But this was not. This is one of the rare occasions where things went sideways, but it wasn't our fault. All right. No. So, no. But Zach comes in, and one of the things you need to understand: uh, Zach does not care that the FCC has rules. So you hit this dump button like every thirty, and he's not being mean. It's just how he talks. And again, as Zach is going on, I just want you to remember, very quietly, very studiously, and very courteously, his two handlers just stand in the back of the studio. They do. 
they don't make any noise. They're not getting involved. Just making sure he's okay. Right. So yeah, the, these guys these guys got in the elevator with us uh, uh, when I was holding his feet up so the doors would close so they could handle. Uh, they were part of Zach's uh, uh, entourage, and they were, they were very well behaved. So yeah. we're we're doing this it's thing very very quiet, very cordial, very very cordial. Uh, but one of the things about Zach, as you're doing an interview, and with Zach, you don't really do an interview. You ask one question, and then he fills in the next four hours. Right? Mm-hmm. He's got no problem. But he is constantly <laughs> cracking beer. And while we all drink beer, one, we're at work. So we can't drink at the pace that he's drinking. And he's already three sheets to the wind. Sure. But he cracks open your beer with a ring on his finger. A right? skull ring. He would just pull it out, cracks it open, then he would kiss the top. Of now, your beer before now, he gave it to you. These are pre-COVID days, but he's still not really <laughs> yeah. the guy. Here you go, brother. Love you. I got it's already wet. It almost sounded like you were talking to Macho Man too. He was, but so yeah. so. But you go from so over the course of these, let's say the first two hours, Zach is engaged as far as any questions we have about Ozzy, about Black Label Society. I don't talk about anything. Anything talk, about growing up in New about, Jersey. Talking about the mayor. Talking about the boss. Talking about yeah. the boss Sharon, is his wife. Sharon. Is uh, the, yeah. Sharon. The might mayor, be. I believe, was Sharon. And he yeah. pointed out. We said, "Look, you're not playing with Ozzy." And he said that Sharon's call. And before we could say anything negative about Sharon Osbourne, he said, "Look, you need to understand. She likes me. She loves her husband. The problem is." We are toxic twins. If we get sure. together, mm-hmm. we bring out the word as far as drugs and booze go. And so Sharon basically approached him and said, like, Zach, you you can't be with my husband because you're going to get him killed. Right. Or he's right. going it's to like, get you killed. You know, you have a friend that's like that too, I'm sure. And you're you're each we of all your do. parents mm-hmm. think the other is a bad influence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So we, we, we see that we so so Zach's great. He's he's happy, he's having a good time, he's telling all the stories. And then as this progresses, this begins the uh I'm drunk. I'm really emotional meltdown as far as the way a lot of people get when they've when they've crossed the line. And and now he's talking about his dad. He's talking about his family, how much he loves his wife, how much he loves everything. His bambinos. The ants on the ground. The kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. Birds, I mean, I love it. And he starts bawling. You know what I mean? Like he starts this to, is Zach Wilde. He starts to cry because he's, he's blubbering. So, he's so just, uh, he's so emotional. Like, it's from the heart. He means it. He's not, he's not upset that something bad happened. He's just... He's just really pouring it all out there. As but far he's as hammering. His feelings. So right. you can't console a drunk person who's now in the world of sad. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. being a drifted sea so, of misery. I don't know how the hell this happened. I don't know where we got this. They might have brought it in. I, I don't remember. But either way, at some, at some point in time, and he has not played guitar on the show or anything like right. that. He's, we're just doing an interview. He determined. Yeah, I don't even know that playing was part of the original no, plan. He, no, he, it he, was not. But he demanded because he yeah. had a new song or something right. like this that was written on piano. Right. And we had a piano. We had a keyboard uh, in a studio right behind that. So about three sure. hours into this, he has three sheets to the wind. He's going to go down there. And I think, I think he. Kept, we're all a little drunk yeah. at this point, to be fair. And I think. Because he, he kept feeding us kissed beer. I think he. Yeah, that for- was it was tough for all of us to say no, I'm sure. <laughs> I think he kind of forgot <laughs> that he was in the radio station. When he sits down at this piano. I don't. I don't I, think he I cares. went around and looked and, and looked in at him, and I swear to God, you'd think it was just Greg Allman sitting there playing. He can play. He played his ass off. He can play. But now it's getting emotional. I mean, it's getting, I mean, this piano is really now. And there are tears streaming down, down his, his face. face. I mean, he's crying and whatever the song is, and we're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is live on the air. Like, we, we, we're like, Zach, you're on. Zach, you're on. It takes yeah. him like 30 seconds we're not to just, start We're playing. not just in the studio. This is all, This is live. Yeah, this is live this on is the air. Right. You got to go yeah. right now. Yeah, none of this is pre-recorded. And we're just, and, yeah. and, and all we could think of, and, and Steve and I have done many shows together that have sometimes gone off the rails, but all we could think about was like, we, this is nothing. <laughs> 
right. and, and since that point in time, nothing has ever been that off the rails on this radio show. It, it, yeah, it period. was it was so off the rails. It like was, I I don't even know that any of us could figure out how to recover it at that point. Yeah. Like, do you interrupt him? Do you, no. do you stop him? Because we didn't do know you just say thank you. Yeah, we didn't know if he was gonna sing on this thing. He just playing. I mean, now I've got, now we're like seven minutes deep into an Elton John like solo. But like he's with no, with no vocals, crying, so. like a weird Broadway right. thing. You know what I mean? Like, and then he stops. He just stops. And I don't know if it was Mark or you, Ryan, or somebody said, look, it's over. Let's, let's just let's just wrap this up. Oh, wait. Up. You left out the best part. What's that? Because he messed up the song a few times. And then finally he goes, what do you want to play this f***ing song? And he goes, kong, 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 kong. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that Again, was when we realized. This is why. That was when we realized. You may have to edit that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but keep in mind, and I'm serious, we're getting off the air at 6. His his signage and meet and greet was like 6, 37. I mean, it wasn't. And it's like 5, 30 at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's late. It's late in the ship. No, right. the thing was, basically, and understand where our old studio was, it is less than a five-minute walk to El Corazon. So the idea is yeah. we finish the show, and then we're going to walk over with Zach to El Corazon. He should be yeah, there. Yeah, guys, it's, it's a block and a half. By I mean, it's 6, close. 30 at the latest. So, but it, people are guessing around 6.15, but there is this problem that Castle's explaining to us. He says, look, I need you guys to go to El Corazon and stall. We're like, stall for what? He'd say, because this son of a bitch has passed out and is dead asleep in the hallway in the kitchen. with his feet in the kitchen. He was in the kitchen. He was in the kitchen. He was on the table in the kitchen. Right. Completely the door gone. closed. Completely. And you couldn't get it. Like, I don't know if he locked it or whatever. But keep in mind, our show was done. He's supposed to be going right. to El Corazon. <laughs> okay. So Castle's agreed that he will be part of the team to try to wake him up. Uh-huh. And, so, and, and, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was absolutely not going to be the guy that woke him up. Uh, so so he, he's in the kitchen. It's uh, 6 o'clock. We're supposed to be over at the thing. And uh, Mark, who we mentioned earlier, he goes, um, so, Ryan, how, how bad would it be if we didn't make it over uh, to the sign I had to do? Well, there's, you know, 700 people standing out in front of El Corazon waiting for Zach to show up. It would be bad. And we've been really telling bad. them all day, hey, they've been as listening soon as we're done. In anticipation. And, I, and so Mark, Mark looks at me and he goes, okay. Go in there and wake him up. <laughs> F you, you go in there and wake him up. I'm not going in there. There's no way in hell I'm poking that bear while he sleeps. Right. Exactly. Well, okay. Keep in mind now. That's your job. Now, now the that's show's... why you're here. But that's keep what you do. We that was now... your career choice, not mine. <laughs> I make funny on the radio. You wake up Zach Wild. We're now looking at the two handlers. And like, we're like, hey, what? what can, the show's you guys, can you guys help us out? Now, this is before we've left the student going to go to Elko. But, like, look, we, we have hit a moment where we understand what's going on. Guys, can you help get them up? And this is when we found the two handlers. They're not handlers. No. They're two fans <laughs> of Zach Wilde. They were standing outside waiting for Zach Wilde to come in, and he's like, come on in, brothers. So they these, got, But they got their BLS stuff <laughs> on, and everything. You know, they got their Aussie shirts on. And they were real apologetic. I mean, they're saying, like, guys, we're sorry. And I looked at them. I said, dude, that's the most well-played. Because yeah. you guys were cool. Just, just stood there you were bodyguards. Quiet. But they see that they're the only two people that saw this whole goddamn thing go and down, now, yeah. and they have nothing to do with nothing. this. Nothing. And now they're willing to help. The and chaos when Zach showed up, and they got on the elevator no one thought to ask any questions they and they just in the studio for four hours they, like didn't they, they didn't do anything <laughs> they weren't even they weren't even with them okay so so somehow i think just a couple of dudes and they stood in the back of the room and played it cool all day it was awesome it was absolutely awesome. i love those guys i did too so i think i think steve and i and, and ted maybe we took off and we went down uh to El we did we did because we kept lying because mm-hmm. i remember i kept texting castle like what the f- is going on and he's like look man we're trying to get this dude up yeah so we kept we're lying working, like hey zach's running do- a little late but we couldn't say hey 
He's dead asleep at the studio. Mm-hmm. So we're saying, like, well, but he's we're doing just, a good we're, we're on rock and roll time. We're just on rock and but, roll but time. But as soon as we, we say this, they all appear. Castle yeah. shows up. Zach shows up. Mark shows up. The two handlers show up. Yeah. The two guys standing in the back. These dudes had the he's greatest there. day of their life. And, and, yeah, like, and so, and and so like, the point of this whole thing was for him to do an autograph signing. And so it's not like people are just milling about. Like, there is a line of people wrapped around the building uh, all ending at a table up on the elevated area uh, uh, in the in the the showroom at El Corazon, where Zach is supposed to sit down and he's going to sign stuff for people. That's the the whole point of the entire day. But that and so he didn't happen. He finally shows up. What's that? Is it, but that, that, that didn't that's happen. That's not the way it went. It actually no, got better. No, he did. He sat down for about forty five seconds. <laughs> I think he signed about seven things, mm-hmm. and then uh, after after the signing. There was supposed to be uh, a, a local band was going to play uh, just to keep people in the club and, uh, you know, just for entertainment or whatever. And so Zach decides he's going to get on stage instead. Now, keep in mind, and no one anticipates this. He looks at this band and goes, let me use one of your f-ing guitars. Right. <laughs> yeah. and the kid's like, hell yeah. Yeah, man. Do you guys know whatever song? And, dude, I'm telling you, this dude yeah. shredded. For hours. He's inviting people so from the audience to come even, up and sing. You wouldn't even know he, that he had anything to drink before he got up there. I know. It was he like a different day. From, he went from asleep on the table in our kitchen <laughs> to shredding with some people he pulled up out of the audience and putting on one of the one of the best shows ever. And one of the most memorable experiences any of these people have ever had in 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 a matter of 24 minutes. It was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> and, and seriously, like, I remember, I think Jen Richards was either up there. We didn't know or, she could sing. We Jen, work with her. Jen, I mean, Richards the, went up there. Yeah. It was yeah. And every, he just kept pulling people up like, hey, you know how to do a whole lot of love. And then right, they shred into a whole lot of love. And you were just crushing. He played forever. And anyone who was there, all of them were Zach Wilde fans. They were there to get something signed by him. I don't know that he signed more than like two things, but what they got was several hours of Zach on stage in a club just shredding Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath. They got a free show in a private yeah. club with, with Zach, Zach Wilde. And so, it was not so, scheduled. So guess what? No one said, oh, he didn't get an autograph. They're all just standing right. there with their mouth open like, this is unbelievable. And we're just sitting there talk like... From worst to first. That night went from worst <laughs> to first. It really did, man. <laughs> Ryan Castle, I thank you for uh, joining our podcast. We hope to have you back for stories about Chicago and other things uh, later on down oh, the road. Man. But, uh, yeah, we, we got to just take these one at a time so people don't think we're nuts. I still have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> thank you so much. There you go. Episode number 43 of The Greatest Story. Never told podcast. Ryan Castle, thank you. You've been listening to The Greatest Story Never Told with Miles and Thrill on Radio.com. Oh, man. A double flush production.